Warning, the following message may be offensive to some audiences. These audiences may include, but are not limited to, professing Christians who never read their Bible, sissies, sodomites, men with man buns, those who approve of men with man buns, man bun enablers, white knights for men with man buns, homemakers who have finished Netflix but don't know how to meal plan, and people who refer to their pets as fur babies. Viewer discretion is advised. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. The message of Christianity is that salvation is found in Christ alone, and any who reject Christ therefore forfeit any hope of salvation, any hope of heaven. The issue is that humanity is in sin and the wrath of Almighty God is hanging over our heads. They will hear his words, they will not act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment, when the fires of wrath come, they will be consumed and they will perish. God wrapped himself in flesh, condescended, and became a man, died on the cross for sin, was resurrected on the third day, has ascended to the right hand of the Father, where he sits now to make intercession for us. Jesus is saying there is a group of people who will hear his words, they will act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment come in that final day, their house will stand. All right, Tim, the question for today's episode is, should we repent of our emotions? Yeah, this is one of those things that sounds so crazy to people, but then really there's just an overwhelming biblical case to say that we should. Uh, I I did a Twitter poll on this, and I think only 5% of maybe five people voted, yes, we should repent of our emotions out of 100 (laughs) or something like that. But Oh, wow. (laughs) Man, it's, you know, it's harsh. But um, no, it sounds so crazy to people like that, like it sounds so crazy, but then it's just something that we, we really haven't thought about like we should, like we really haven't thought about what the Bible is teaching at this point. And, you know, for the vast majority of people, we're, I think most people are coming kind of out of an Arminian framework. And so in an Arminian framework, um, essentially sin is simply just an act, like a volitional act of the will. That's it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, like, everything's about that libertarian freedom. And so then, um, like, the issue then is that, like, you most people can only conceive of, like, of sin being about the behaviors. And then if they want to get really deep, they push it into the thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. So your standard, like, Arminian is all about behaviors, 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 bad behaviors. That's what sin is, you know. Behaviors, like mostly, mostly, it's like things you do wrong. It's not so much the sense of omission, right? Yeah. So the standard state of affairs is just only sins of commission, not sins of omission. And then, like you know, if you read the Sermon on the Mount one time, you may think, "Oh man, it's more complicated than that." It's also about my thoughts, right? Yeah. And so the then, super Arminians. Yeah, the super ones. But then the problem is that, like, that's like sin is like much deeper than that in the Bible. So there's so much. Oh, yeah. Like way deeper than that. Way It's way deeper than just the thoughts and the emotions. It's way deeper than the behaviors and the thoughts. It it extends to the entirety of our being. Um, So, you know, like for for instance, like in the poll I did, I I said, you know, is um, how early should we repent? You know, should we repent when sin affects our behaviors, when it affects our thoughts, when it affects our desires or our emotions? The thing is, like, there's so many passages in the Bible about like your desires, right? So you're right. told to love the evil and to hate the good, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's desire language. Good man out of the good treasure of a good heart brings forth good. Evil man out of the evil treasure of an evil heart brings forth evil. That's desire level. Like 
like that's about like um, your tre- what you treasure is what you value, which what you desire. Uh, Colossians three five talks about put to death what is earthly in you. Evil desires is is, is listed on the list of things that you're to put to death. Uh, covetousness is essentially um, like a desire. So we're told not to covet our neighbor's wife or property or anything belong to a neighbor. Don't desire, like um, text says, don't desire it in your heart. Right. So sin extends down from like the the thoughts. Like it's deeper than thoughts. It's de- or it's deeper than behaviors. It's deeper than thoughts. It's deeper even than the desires. And that's where, like with this idea of emotions, like, people just like the thing is we. People have never read the Bible and tried to ask this question of it is part of what's happening. Mm-hmm. So then so like think about this. Like we're told to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. And that should mess with your head. Like if you think sin is only at the behaviors and then is only at the thoughts, how do you rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep? Right? Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like joy is an emotion. Like weeping is an emotion. God is commanding you to feel sad at the appropriate times and to feel joy at the appropriate times, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people will say, well, no, joy is just Thanksgiving and you can't help how you feel. And that's the common thing that people always say about emotions. Well, you can't help how you feel, only help how you think and help how you behave. And it's like, yeah, I know that you can't just turn your emotions on like a a faucet or something like that, Right. right? Yeah. But the problem is that the Bible commands certain emotions. That's the problem. So you mm-hmm. can't just turn them off and on. But we, we intuitively know, even without the Bible, there's something wrong with the kind of guy who is, you know, has um, like the prisoner he's taken that he's duct taped, you know, to the chair and he's stabbing them with a knife with a sadistic grin on his face, right? Like, <laughs> you know, there's something wrong with that, right? You know yeah. that that could, Yeah. You know, you know that like if he's sitting there, you know, stabbing him and smiling at it with a sadistic grin. Like the problem is that his emotions are not neutral and we know it. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That what the emotions are doing is they're revealing what's in his heart. What's in his heart is wickedness and evil. And the emotions are revealing that very thing. Right. Yeah. So like if someone dies around you and, and you know, you don't feel any sadness for the people involved. You know, you can smugly look at yourself and say hey yeah i can't help the way i feel you know just get over it right mm-hmm. it's like but no like the bible says we weep with those who weep like you're like what's happening right now is your emotions like that lack of any kind of sadness is revealing that you don't have enough other centered love in your heart for these people does that make sense yeah yeah and so what you should do is like in those moments is you should say lord you know forgive me i'm callous right mm-hmm. uh, when when a, when a soldier is like crippled with fear on the battle like we, we used to have a call that, think about that in moral terms. That's cowardice, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's cowardice. And so like what's happening is like you're being gripped by this pervasive fear and you need to say, Lord, forgive me for my cowardice. Help me, you know, to do the right thing here. Um, but then, you know, not only that, you have categories of worry. You have an- categories of like, anxiety. You have categories of fear in the Bible in general, right? So that one of the most frequent things that commands in the Bible is do not fear, do not be afraid, do not fear anything that's frightening. These are all emotions like that you're commanded to have. Like, don't fear anything that's frightening. Do not be afraid, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're not um, we're not those who grieve as those who have no hope. There's godly sorrow, there's worldly sorrow, there's anxiety, right? Like, there's all these categories that touch the emotions. And like, we, like, if you just think about it for a few minutes, one of the things you'll realize is that, man, 
sin, like sin, not only affects our behavior, it affects our thoughts, it affects our desires, it also affects our emotions. And anytime our emotions are not triggering in the right way that they should, that's appropriate to the moment, we should confess that and ask forgiveness for that and ask us to ask God to help change us in that. And that's the path to help our emotions trigger rightly. So, how, um, Earlier, you mentioned, you know, obviously we can't turn our emotions off, right? It's not like a switch that you can just flip. Um, so if that's the case, then how can we be held accountable uh, for our emotions if we can't necessarily like control them immediately all the time? Well, the thing is, you can't actually control your behavior either. Okay, what do you mean? Well, I mean, can, can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard change his spots? So also cannot you who are accustomed to do evil learn to do good. You know, all those who commit sin are a slave to sin, right? If the sun sets you free, you'll be free indeed. So the issue is you can't control any of it. And that's what I mean. Like this kind of comes out of like an Arminian framework. Yeah. Like, like it comes out of Arminian framework because in an Arminian framework, your libertarian free will is just like you, you can you have the power of contrary choice. You can do, you can choose between A and not A at any given time. There's nothing that's constraining your will one way or the other. Right. So, but then the problem is that biblically speaking, like your will is constrained to sin. Right. And God holds you accountable for your will being constrained to him. So you can't, you know, learn to do good apart from God's help. You can't learn to think right thoughts, like to renew your mind apart from God's thoughts. You can't learn to desire, like you're told to hate the evil and desire the good. You can't do that apart from God's thoughts and you can't have the right emotions apart from God's help. So like the issue is whatever you're talking about, you can't do any of it without God's help. Right. We're so in love with our sin that all we ever do is sin apart right. from, apart from God. Yeah. I mean, it's not, like everything is corrupted by sin. It's all tainted by sin. Like every part of you, you know, and that's what our doctrine of total depravity says. Is it says that every human faculty is corrupted by sin, your mind, your will, your emotions, it's all affected by sins. And, and what you need to do is you need to have like a biblical doctrine of the heart, right? So a biblical doctrine of the heart, like the heart is the inner man. That means my my mind is affected by sin. My will is affected by sin. My emotions are affected by sin. My my, my um, desires are affected by sin. And what I need is I need heart change. And so anytime, you know, my emotions are not triggering in the right way, um, that's an indication that my heart is not right before God. Mm-hmm. And that's an occasion to say, Lord, give me a clean hands and give me a pure heart, right? Um, and isn't clean that... I mean, you, Re- you renew within me a right spirit, right? What does that mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. And Restore I, to me the joy of my salvation, emotions, right? Right. So and, keep on going. And I, I think a lot of people to try and to try and push back against what you're saying, they would point to the Psalms, right? They would point to people like David, you know, who, who talks about eating his tears, right? right. As a, as a meal, because he's crying right. so much because he's so sad. Um, uh, and, they would point to those types of passages and say, right. see, look, like our emotions are just neutral, right? right. <laughs> but, but then I think the problem with that is if that is your interpretation of those psalms, then it's very clear that you're not actually reading all the way through the entire psalm, right? right. Like the Whatever individual psalm you're citing, because every single time, in any sort of, um, you know, there's there's several different types of psalms within, you know, the book of Psalms. Uh, one of those is is the lament, right? It, right? So it's supposed to be sad, right? It, it's acknowledging that we as humans do feel sadness, but then 
the response at the end of all of those laments is to say, you know, something along the lines of like, but God, right? right. Like, why are you cast down on my soul? Hope right, in the Lord, right? Right, right. Pointing myself in spite of my sadness back to God and his goodness, right? And right. his faithfulness and, and, you know, his strength, whatever it is, there, there's a lot of different responses there. But then the general, the general idea is basically like they, they're not just wallowing in their sadness without sure. end, right? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, so, so, so go ahead. Yeah, well, yeah, I think part of it is that that in what you're saying is right. Immediately, immediately when you say, "Hey, you're responsible for your emotions," what people immediately think is like, "Happy is the good emotion, sad is the bad emotion," right? Mm-hmm. And so then they'll point to passages like the ones in Psalms where godly people are experiencing the bad emotions, right? Right. And then they'll say, well, you know, so you're trying to say that they're doing something wrong. It's like, no, no, <laughs> no, no. Here's the issue. Like there's like happiness is not the good emotion and sadness is not the bad emotion. The issue is we need emotions that are appropriate to our circumstance. That's mm-hmm. what we need. Yeah. So we need emotions that are doing what they're designed to do, not what they're not designed to do. So like the issue is like that man torturing the person with the knife with the sadistic grin on his face. He has the happy emotion at the wrong time, right. right? Yeah. The person who feels nothing when the person around them dies, he has no emotions when he should have some emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Now, the person who has worldly sorrow, they have sadness that's happening over the wrong reasons, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sadness for the wrong reasons that's out of proportion at times and hopeless and despair. So you have godly sorrow, you have worldly sorrow. So what you want is like God tells us, like when we sin, to lament like a virgin covered in sackcloth for the bridegroom of our youth. Well, the problem is that we're not even sorry over our sin, right? Mm-hmm. So God's commanding us to have sorrow, and we don't have it. That's an evidence that our heart's not right. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are times where like we we're missing sorrow that we need. And then there's times where our sorrow is excessive and out of proportion and attached to all the wrong things. Right. Mm -hmm. So like if you're Ahab who is weeping tears over the fact that Naboth won't sell you his vineyard, right? Mm -hmm. Like the issue is like your sadness is attached to covetousness and that sadness is not neutral. That sadness is wrong. (laughs) Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, so what you want is you want emotions that are properly triggering at the right times in the right proportion, okay? And so like they're not the 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 whole category though is that they're just not neutral. So like if a person never has any happiness in their life whatsoever and they're just moving on, man, you know, like there's something wrong. They're missing some sort of component of joy that they need, right? So yeah. you know, if a person is just like overwhelmed all the time with sorrow and despair, not because of sin in the world, but because their idols are frustrated and they've given themselves over to depression. Like they have an emotion problem as much as they have a behavior problem, as much as they have a thought process problem. You know, Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 And so what you need to do is you need to confess all of it. Like when you see that, that your emotions are not triggering the way that honors the Lord, like that's an occasion to say, my heart's not right. Please clean it up and help me. Uh, to respond the way I should. And, you know, the more that you renew your mind, the more that you change your behavior, the more that your emotions will change too, and God will change it, change it all. So, like, the, like the issue, though, is just those emotions are not neutral. Like, th- those, like, 
all you have to do to show that emotions are not neutral is just to come up with one example in the Bible where someone is told to have certain emotions they don't have or stop having certain emotions that they do have. Right. Right. So, and I mean, it's so easy to do, you know, God says to Jonah, you know, is it good for you to be angry? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. No, it's not. Now the Hebrew (laughs) word for anger there is his nose being game hot. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, that's the Hebrew idiom for anger anger and like nose behave hot you know what that is that's the cartoon bowl on, on the tv show with the steam coming out of it right like, so god's saying you know is it good for your nose to become hot is is that emotion good and the answer is no you know when Cain Cain is angry and his face falls you know god says is it you know good for you to be angry if you do well will your sacrifice not be accepted essentially so like the issue is you just need one example of someone rebuking an emotion anxiety fear you know anger there's plenty, man. Joy, sorrow, like it's all there, you know. So, but all you need is one case to say, "Hey, maybe this is, this is deeper than what I thought." Right, and and I think some people sort of have a response to what you're saying that basically leads them to a like, well, you know, this can't be true because then, you know, my sin is like essentially uncontrollable, in, in a certain, you know, in a certain, uh, like. When, when you think about like, Hey, can I control my emotions all the time? Right. I mean, none of us do, none of us do all the time. None of us do. And, and so I think people recognize, well then like, I mean, there's just no hope. Like I'm just going to sin. Right. Um, but then I think that's the, that's the point that the Bible is making that outside of Christ, like, like, you don't under, you don't understand how sinful you are. Like, the Bible, the Bible tries to tell us, but then we so often, we we just assume because we relate sin so much to actions and, and sometimes thoughts, right? If you if you dwell on them long enough, and and no one's ever brave enough to define how long is long enough, right? Um, when the Bible is telling us that it's so much more than that, that it's even down to our desires, right? And when that's and, where. Yeah, and, and people and people but people will argue well, I can't control my desires right and 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 that's the point like yeah you can't you, control your behavior either and you can't control your thoughts either right like, like, you can't control any of it like apart from God's help like, like that's the, the Bible point. tells the Bible tells us this and and that is how sinful each and every one of us is and that is how much forgiveness God shows to us in spite of ourselves well, right remember the flood I mean like man like God sends a flood because every thought and intention of their hearts were only evil continually right so that's not even their behavior that's their thoughts and that's their intentions okay <laughs> like so I mean like like the thing is it's overwhelming as you read the Bible like we're told to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. Like, do you do that? <laughs> okay. And you can't just read that as love your Lord your God with all your behavior. Right. It, you can't read love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength as love the Lord your God with all your behavior and all your thoughts. Because that's not what it's saying. It's saying the entirety of everything about you right. needs to love the Lord like your thoughts, your desires, your behaviors, your intentions, your motives, your emotions, like all of it needs to match. Like you need to have, like, um, you need to have the, not only the right behavior at the right time, the right thoughts at the right time, the right desires at the right time, the right intentions at the right time, but you need to have the right emotions at the right time. 
And we know, I mean, we know this, we, you know this when you think about that example that I, I gave, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you imagine like the pedophile guy going to jail and he's sitting there crying over the fact that he can never, you know, act out, act out again. You know, that sadness is wrong. Right. That sadness is wrong. There's something wrong with it. Right. That's not pure. And he needs to repent of all of it. Right. All of it. He needs to cleanse it. Like his heart's not right. And what's happening is his emotions are revealing what's in his heart. His emotions are revealing that they're like that there's some problems there and so they reveal what the state of your heart is and like that get, like you need to re- be repenting when like when they're misfiring like that you need to be repenting because that means your heart's wrong right yeah okay fair enough this has been another episode of bible bashed we hope you have been encouraged and blessed through our discussion we thank you for all your support and ask you to continue to like and subscribe to bible bashed and share our podcast with your friends and on social media Please reach out to us with your questions, pushback, and potential topics for us to discuss in future episodes at BibleBashedPodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting us through Patreon. If you would like to be Bible Bashed personally, then please know that we also offer free biblical counseling, which you can take advantage of by emailing us. Now, go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move.